your whole life just don't hit the same <laughs> you know <laughs> in a more literal sense like you ever around the people that let's say you've been around your whole life the same you've had the same friends since freaking elementary school and you start to leave those situations thinking it just doesn't do what it used to do for me like there's, there's some kind of disconnect there. There's something in there that is not so fulfilling for me any longer. But then you continue and you continue to put yourself in the situations because you think that there's maybe something wrong with you. And you never stop to really consider, like, maybe I'm just changing. And maybe these people just aren't my people anymore. Now, granted, that's a hard, hard thing to face. For me, oh my gosh, the amount of relationships that I stayed in because I solely blamed myself for the issues or I solely blamed them for the issues and I chose to love them through it or I just had literally no other option but to have either have these people in my life or have nobody in my life. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. And, you know, maybe you've been there, maybe you haven't for me. I had one best friend growing up. Granted, I had a lot of other best friends in between this one best friend, but one best friend specifically growing up, I considered to be my ride or die. You know, we were girls. It was, it was toxic, super toxic. Didn't know that it was toxic. Didn't know to leave the friendship because it was toxic. You know, it was like, I showed her my worst. She showed me her worst. And it was like more times than not, we were just giving each other our worst selves and calling each other best friends. Um, and that's not to say that there wasn't, of course, wonderful, beautiful times in, in the friendship, but it was like, we just didn't know when to call it. And we both knew it was time to call it. We both knew that it was time, like the, the relationship had run its course. We were no longer kids. We were no longer had the same similarities, but we had no idea when it was time to break it. And, you know, the same situation goes with my daughter's dad. You know, I mean, I'm so grateful for the relationship that him and I have and had. You know, I think given the cards that we were dealt, um, just being teen parents, I think it could have been a hell of a lot worse. But that does not mean that it was great. That does not mean that we should have stayed together long as, as long as we did. But I think the same goes for that relationship of like, we just didn't know when it was time to leave. We had no idea when it was time to leave. We were young. We thought we were in love. We thought we were doing all the right things by living together. And, you know, I don't want to say we were staying together for the kid, but it felt like that's what it was, you know. And honestly, I, I take, I do take a lot more of the responsibility on my end of how maybe draining, um, 
and somewhat toxic the relationships that I had was in because I had far less of a community than the people that I, that was in my community, if that makes sense. So like, you know, my best friend still had a good relationship with their family and still had other friendships outside of that. You know, like my daughter's dad had a good relationship with his parents and, you know, my, it, it just, it was like that all the time it felt like. So again, I, I don't take full responsibility for the things that happened in those relationships, but I'm, I can reflect enough to know that there was a lot of envy on my end. There was a lot of resentment on my end because I, most of my life felt very unlovable and unlikable, mostly because that's a lot of what I was told, not necessarily being unlovable, but you know, unlikable. I feel like that's been something I've been told a lot. And it's like something still to this day in my adulthood, I'm very insecure about. And I think that's why I, you know, overcompensate with like trying to be extra kind all the time and like trying to put my best foot forward all the freaking time because I feel like I have so much to make up for, for being told that I'm an unlikable person. I always feel like, I don't know. I just, I just don't show myself a lot of grace with that. And with that, I feel like I struggle still to find, to have a community, to find the community, to be a part of something that I feel like really fulfills my cup. Like, I feel like for me, I just want to be that person for everybody else. I, 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 I can sleep good at night knowing that my friends and my family have a clear head, even if my head is still full of mess, because I don't feel like I have those people to turn to. Not the people in my life, but just like, I feel like when you're, when you're labeled like the strong person, when you're labeled like the one who can get through a lot of things, like it's really hard to step back and like, yeah, granted I can cry. I can be vulnerable. I can talk about my feelings. I can do all of those things, but it's like, they're still in the back of your mind of the people you have in your life thinking like, she's got this, she's fine. And I feel like with me, that's why I have a hard time with the community that I have, because I feel like no matter how real and raw and, and open I become, it's still like, I feel like in the back of, of the people's mind, it's like, she's fine. She's okay. So I really think about like, how do we, how do we find that community? Like, how do we know one, when it's time to find a new community and two, how, how do we know what community is going to be a better community for us? You know, I, and I don't think that we should necessarily rid of the people specifically, you know, just speaking of myself, like uh, the, me wanting a new community of people does not mean that I don't love and appreciate the community of people that I already have, because I think even with all the shortcomings in some of the relationships that I have, I definitely think I have a good community. Like, even though my sisters and I feels like sometimes live completely different lives to one another, they're my, they're my sisters. I love them. They're like they're the people who I feel like I feel the most real and vulnerable with, but I also still feel very misunderstood with them at times, you know, and, and same thing with even my relationship to Ryan. Like I, I love him. He is like probably my number one support system in a lot of ways, but we have such different backgrounds, such different backgrounds that it, it's, it's really hard to feel understood. So searching out for that community, I think we need to first what I've been trying to do is to first step back and look at what exactly am I missing? 
What am I missing in the relationships that I'm having? What is it that when I leave this, this interaction with this person that I feel like there was something that was not met? You know, maybe you don't feel that way and maybe you're just with the right people. And if so, congratulations. I mean, truly, I mean that wholeheartedly. I think if you have a good group of people by your side, congratulations. If you're somebody who doesn't and you feel the way that I feel at times, then what I've had to do and what's helped me is I've been able to sit back and think like, okay, when I'm with this person, I feel like they give me a lot of backhanded compliments. You know, that's that. Oh my gosh. That is such a common occurrence I've had in my life. Like I've had a lot of people who, who play nice to me and play like they want to hear my sob story. They're so interested in knowing so many details about my life, but they give very little back and they give a lot of backhanded compliments. I mean, I'm not good at listing examples. I'm really not, but you know what backhanded compliments are, you know, it's just, it's like a lot of that. And I feel like they, I had to look around at the people that I was giving my energy to and being like, okay, when I'm around you, you don't actually show genuine support. You actually kind of show pity or you kind of show, you know, poor me, you know, I guess that's the same thing as pity, but like, you know, you, you give a lot of like, not the genuineness isn't there. And I think that's the biggest part of it is like when you start to really step into your own intuition and you start to listen to your own intuition, you start to really see what needs aren't being met for you in these relationships with people. So I think it's good that we first step back and recognize that of like what needs aren't being met. Okay, this is what I actually need. I need somebody who I feel like I could tell them that I just freaking had a 12 sum and, you know, I don't know, I robbed my neighbor's house, you know, something of somebody who's like not going to give you just peer on support because I'm not a believer of that either. I would act, I would much rather have somebody look me in the face and tell me that I was wrong than somebody who just gives me blind support because I don't think that's a good community to have around you either. If you tell me that all of your friendships are butterflies and rainbows and you all just love each other and nobody ever, there's never any issues, that's phony. I think it's phony. And I've said this to anybody who's ever said that to me. I think it's not real, genuine connections that you're having with people. So not to say that, but the people who are like, bitch, you fucked up. You really did that? Well, you know, shit happens. Forgive yourself. Like, that's the kind of community that I'm looking for. I'm looking for the kind of community that I feel like I don't leave questioning myself of like, oh my God, are they going to go home and like you know, freaking write about me in their journal, all these bad things, or, oh my God, are they like, what are they thinking about me? Or just like, oh man, do they actually like, when do they actually call me? Do they only call me when they just want to vet, but then I'm not ever able to, they're not, they don't have space for me, but I'm the only one that's ever opening up space for them. Cause that's also a common occurrence that I've had in my life. And so figuring out the needs that we have are important and not just in your friendships. And, you know, I, I mean, like, your romantic relationships. That's very, very, very important, of course. But then also thinking like defining what a community is to you. Because I think sometimes we like live in such a, a social media world where like everything's out there and it, there, it's, it's so easy to become envious. I mean, it's so freaking easy to become envious. I mean, you, you could wake up having a good day. You get on freaking Instagram for five minutes and you could immediately think like, I am a piece of shit. Like I have nothing good in my life. I have nobody good in my life. You know, define what community means to you. Cause to me, 
I really, as much as I am a people person, as I said, like, I love people. I love that people feel the way they do with me, you know, but I also have just grown to the point where it's like, I used to think I needed all the people, like I needed everybody and anybody to love me. Now I'm like, give me two or three people and we're good. We're golden. We are so freaking good. I don't need nothing more. You know, I think back to when I was 18 and I was living in this little smallish town. I don't know if it's a town, a city, whatever. Lapeer is where I was living. And I was working at this hole in the wall bar. This was like literally what feels like the start of my life. Like my life before then was so crazy and chaotic and this, that, and the other. But I feel like this 10 years ago, when I was at the the peak of my shit show of my life, just graduating high school, broke as piss, nothing. Even back then, I didn't look at it like that. But I think that that was when my healing began. Okay. So, yeah, I'm working at this hole in the wall bar and I meet this lady. And granted, when I met this lady, I was like, I'm gonna, like, she was, she was not at all what I would have ever brought into like my community back then. Like, not at all what I would have brought into my community. But I saw it through. And, you know, I'm somebody who it's like, I can see people for what they really are. No matter what you try to put up front to me, I'm going to see you for what you really are. And even back then, though I didn't so much feed into that feeling, that intuition, I knew that's what it was. So I see this woman and I'm like, man, she's so interesting. She's a little wonky, but she's so interesting. You know, an 18-year-old me, my Lord, I was so judgmental. I was so hurt. I was still in like my angry phase. Like I was still just like, I just was in the, <sighs> I just wish I could go back and hug that girl. That's all I want to say. Anyways, um. So I meet this woman and she's like so different and very shortly, I don't know how or what, but we became friends and she is just showing me all types of shit that I had no idea that I was missing. I mean, she is like asking me what's wrong and like talking to me and like listening to me and oh my God, hugging me, hug. I mean, if you were to have hugged me even a year prior to that year, I would have been like, what in the fuck are you doing? I was just, I was not, I wasn't shown that a lot. You know, I, I really wasn't shown a whole lot of physical affection. My dad was a little bit more physically affectionate, but especially by a woman, my mom was not a physically affectionate person. And so it was so weird to have this woman who granted, I, I didn't say this, but she was probably like 15 years older than me, which wasn't that weird for me because I had always made friends with older women. I don't know. I feel like I just was always an old soul. So it was always just really easy for me to make friends with people who were at least like 10 years older than me. So it was like this older woman is asking about my feelings, labeling my feelings, like telling me that things are, that my life is kind of shitty because it felt like back then, though I was two year, I had a two year old child. I was freaking living in this woman's shelter. I didn't have anything to rub together. It felt like I didn't have an ounce of sympathy in the world from the people that I was surrounded with. And I don't know if that's the case. Obviously, back then, that's just how it felt. Um, granted, I definitely think it was more that case with my parents because it was like either stay in this household with them where I'm absolutely miserable and the cops are always here and 
can't get along or I just have to take this risk and be out in the world by myself. So I was out in the world by myself. I felt like I had not an ounce of sympathy, nor did I necessarily want it. But to have this woman who barely knew me give it to me just so freely and not like pity me in the sense of like, oh, so that's so sad. What can I do? It was just like, holy hell, like you are strong as hell. Like I can't believe you endure that. Blah, blah, blah. And it was just like the first time I think in my life I had ever felt validated. So that was when a little light bulb turned on and I was like, whoa, man, I don't know who you are, lady, but I think you're changing my life because you're showing me a sense of community that I've never had you and you're one person, you know, but it felt like just with her alone, I had such an, it felt like an abundant amount of community. It felt like I could go to her house and lay in her bed and she would snuggle me and she would rub my head and she would like validate me. And it's like, It was just a feeling I had never, ever known to that degree. It was like, it, it was like my eyes were open for the first time of like, whoa, this is what love is. And I feel, I feel so, so, so grateful for that opportunity because that part of my life was such such a, such a sad part of my life. It really was. It was, it was a really hard time in my life. And like, to think that I was so fortunate to come across such an angel of a human being to like, show me that kind of love. And granted, (laughs) this woman wasn't a saint, you know, she, she drank and she, she did her thing and she had fun. You know, she was also in her own healing in a lot of ways, you know, and I felt like something I didn't also mention was that she was also a teen mom. So, but she was like, as I said, 15 years older than me. So her son at this point was like three years younger than me. So she's got this teenage son and then she's got this teenage friend slash, I don't know. I don't want to say daughter because it's always been more of a friendship, but no, it was like, she was treating me like a daughter. And, you know, I I just felt like we needed each other like that. And, you know, I definitely think I needed her, but a part of me wants to believe that she needed me too. And, you know, and and then not to mention, we both had very similar dynamics with our family. So I think that that was what was so beautiful is that she also had a very rocky relationship with her mom. And she, it was just, it was just a, such a form of validation I never received. As somebody who was gaslit for most of my freaking life, every time I would try to address something that was bothering me, it was in my head. It was not real. It was not that big of a deal. I was just being dramatic. I was being a baby. I was being emotional. And to have that was like, wow, it was, it was truly life changing, you know? And I feel like I've said this before and I'll say it probably till my last breath was that like, I I just, uh, I'll forever owe that woman such a big chunk of who I am. Um, so, you know, I think that finding those people, like putting ourselves out there enough to find those people is the only way we're going to know what we're missing. You know, knowing for one, when a friendship or relationship doesn't serve you anymore, you have to like ask yourselves, okay, how do I feel after leaving this interaction? Do I feel good? Do I feel fulfilled? Do I feel relief? Do I feel at peace? That's a big thing. Do you feel peaceful? If you leave a situation and you're feeling anxiety ridden and you're feeling chaotic and you're feeling like restless, that's probably not 
the best form of community that you have around all the time. Again, we can love people from a distance. Like, there's so many people who I feel like does not fit into my community more that I absolutely love and adore at a distance. But, as I said, from a distance. Um, so, recognizing that. Also, a big part is, like, we have to we have to put ourselves out there. Like, not in every situation, but there's always going to be windows of opportunity that I think every one of us has throughout our day-to-day life that we will just completely miss out on because we're afraid. We're afraid of making that new community. We're afraid of some rejection. We're afraid of maybe we can't really be ourselves. Like, there's so many fears I think run into that. But if you're really not getting fulfillment out of the community that you have, then you have to know, like, what am I looking for here? For me, I really, I went on Bumble BFF a lot. When I first moved to Grand Rapids, I was on Bumble BFF, like, all the time, going on all these dates. And honestly, I did treat it like dating. It was like, we'd hang out. Uh, do I like you? I don't know. Are you, are you the kind of community that I feel like I'm looking for? No, not really. I would go to, like, classes. And granted, not everybody has the same opportunities to do this. So I think that's why the internet is such a big thing, is, like, you know, it's like we can have that community without directly going out and finding that community. But I think like unless you have a strong online community where you really feel like that is fulfillment to you, I don't care how you get it. But I think you need it. And I think that you need to know when it's time to nip that in the bud of it's no longer there there's no longer anything here that I need on a regular basis. You know? So acknowledging that and deciding on how important it is to you that you find your people because it is important. And again, let people, you define what people means for you. For me, as I said, two or three people I'm fine with. I am, I am beyond fine with two or three people. If I, but mo- I have probably like, you know, 10 people. I see them all maybe once, twice a year, three times a year, whatever. You know, I've got my best friend right now who I absolutely love and adore. She has, she felt so many cups of mine. Um, but not everyone. And there are a hundred percent things that I don't go to her for because I know that she's just not that community to do that with. And that's not a fault on her. And that's just where I'm at in my own life. And I'm almost all but guaranteed she feels the same way. It's like, we all just should recognize that not every single person in our life is going to fill every single cup of ours. Also, that's a big thing. If you're like somebody who's like, Oh, I have one best friend or I have, you know, my partner and I have this, that, and the other, it's like, Sure, that's great. I'm glad that you have that. I'm glad that that person makes you feel so good and fulfilled. But you cannot let that be the beat all end all because I guarantee you there's going to be things that you're not getting met in that relationship. And instead of reflecting back on yourself and saying, okay, maybe this person just isn't meant to fill that cup for me, we start to resent that person for that. Of like, oh, well, I wish that they were better listeners. And oh, I wish that they did carve out more time. And I wish that. You know, and it's like the reality is that's just one person is one person. So if you're somebody who just has your one person, you think that's fine, let that be fine until it's not. And until you catch yourself being resentful because that person cannot fulfill every single need of yours because they can't, they just can't. And I had to learn the hard, that the hard way. I was super codependent on a lot of Ryan and I's relationship in the beginning ends because I also felt that way that he had to fill every single cup of mine and poor guy I mean he's stuck around so long um I want to say willingly but you know he's stuck around so long even in the times where I was like not my best version of myself and where I was probably extremely overbearing because I felt that he needed to fill so many of my cups so you know it's recognizing that recognizing what you're getting recognizing what you're not getting 
and choosing to decide if it's working for you or not. You know, that's my advice. That's all I got as far as my advice and how we find a community and how we can recognize when we're stepping out of that community. I think that it's important. I think that self-reflection is a beautiful thing, though it's painful, so painful at times. If you're somebody who doesn't self-reflect a lot and you start doing it, I promise you, you're going to be so uncomfortable, but it's also going to be a beautiful, wonderful thing for yourself. So show some show some grace to yourself. If you feel like any of the, the scenarios I brought up maybe arise some feelings with you of like, man, am I with the right people or not? You'll figure it out. As you learn and as you grow and as evolve and you recognize that you're growing and you're evolving, you're going to realize it. And I'm a big believer in just letting things happen, but you have to let those things happen. So look for those windows of opportunities and don't close yourself off to anything. I'm so, so happy that you're here and I'm so, so happy that we could do this again. And I'm really looking forward to the next time when we can touch on another heavy topic. I'll talk to you soon.